0: Hey y'all hey! Welcome to Culinary Conversations. I'm your host Victoria Lewis and I'm so excited that you chose to join us at the dinner table today. Today my husband and I are deep diving into a conversation that, honestly one of the top reasons that leads to a lot of divorces unfortunately, which you probably can guess it, finances. Simply put, having financial disagreements and not being aligned with your partner can lead to a lot of conflict honestly you may have one partner who's very frugal and then you may have another partner who like to spend a lot of money and if y'all not aligned and having that conflict and constant finance and being in constant disagreement financially it unfortunately can lead to divorce so we're gonna dive into that conversation but before we do that what are we eating or sipping on today so let me tell you so as I mentioned previously in another episode with my husband and I when we talked about open marriages, which you should definitely check out if you haven't already, I shared that my husband is on a healthier journey. And so we kept it light and fresh today with some freshly pressed watermelon, lemon, lime, and mint juice. So a few benefits of drinking watermelon juice you may ask. It helps lower blood sugar, it helps with gut inflammation, it keeps your pH balance leveled, and it improves libido. So, I want you to take a sip. Tell me what you think.
1: Mm, refreshing. You like it?
0: Mm. Good, good. So, okay, so with this conversation, I want to stress the importance of financial transparency in relationships. So
1: let's
0: talk about it. So babe. Do you think I'm bad with money? Yes. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Why do you think
1: I'm bad with money? Well, do you want the real answer or the political correct?
0: Okay, hello, hold hello. Hold hold <laughs> do you think I'm bad with money? Yes. <laughs>
1: Okay. Mm. <laughs> okay. Sips watermelon. Sip all the of watermelon you want. I'm just being honest with you.
0: <laughs> Elaborate.
1: <laughs> um, I just think with a lot of the things that we've been through in marriage, it helps shape the woman you are today. And also the woman you were before, like the way your granddad spoiled you and some of the people in your life spoiled I was you. I was
0: just very blessed.
1: Okay. Very blessed. Taking spoiled. Taking care of. Taking you know? care of. However you want to frame it. I think that helped make you into the woman you are today, that you have certain expectations. Mm -hmm. I think if you combine that with the pressures of social media and the fact of some of the ups and downs we went through financially in the earlier part of our marriage, that you know, there are times when we get money, you kind of act in a scarcity mindset and just want to spend it. So, yeah.
0: It don't even make sense, though. How did I act in a scarcity mindset and want to spend it? I don't think that I don't think that's accurate.
1: When I say you act in a scarcity mindset and want to spend it, it's like, well, I don't know if I'm gonna get some more money, so I'm gonna spend it now.
0: No, I disagree.
1: Well, else? So what's your what's I, I your part there?
0: I disagree. It's more so I work hard, I work very hard, so it's just like I think for us, um, now I do have moments where I do, you know. Just you, know what,
1: chick, you know what, you know what, you know what, that's what I'm talking about. The <laughs> times when you just blow the check, that's what I'm talking about. But, yeah. but I do agree with you that there are moments that it's more, it's more of what you said than what I said. You have moments where you just spend all the money. I and mean, then obviously we have problems those days. That's a coping days. mechanism. That is a coping mechanism. Yeah. That's what I want you yeah. to recognize. Yeah. But also, you do have moments where you put the feelings of what you just said I work so hard for this money, I need to spend it like I want to spend it over our financial priorities, which is let's get out of debt sometimes. Mm -hmm. Let's put money towards savings. Let's put money towards our future. You put your now Victoria over your future Victoria, like over your legacy.
0: I do do that. However, Mm -hmm. you said your reasonings on how you feel and you feel like you think I'm bad with money. Mm -hmm. However, I disagree. Okay. Because I think that it's important to have balance. And what I mean by balance, because I know we went through a season where we were going all in, and you know we wasn't.
1: It wasn't that long of a season, but go ahead.
0: It was a season <laughs> <when> we was <laughs> to a certain extent we was going all in. <laughs> at moments where I lapsed, <laughs> however. That's
1: what I mean. But continue.
0: However. We've learned that we gotta have that balance because I'm someone who enjoys traveling. I'm someone who enjoys trying new restaurants, new excursions, et cetera. So for me, I know that that was important and it's also important for our marriage as well. Mm-hmm. So having that balance of being able to, cause I'm someone who enjoys experiencing the now, but also having that balance of also prioritizing, saving for our future and building for our future and in, in, in investing in those long-term time, long time investments.
1: While I do think you are bad with money at times, I will preference my statement. To a
0: certain extent. I'll yeah. say
1: that at times. <laughs> um, I do agree that you have taught me the balance in, that is necessary in marriage. But I also have learned that that balance is important just because it's hard to point into your marriage when you can't go on a date. It's hard to point to your marriage when you can't travel, especially when um that's something that your partner yearns for that's something that your partner loves and it's something that your partner enjoys um i've talked to some other husbands and i realized that a lot of us as men we can go through that sacrificial season but in marriage we kind of i think had to shift the mindset of instead of just all-in sacrifice there needs to be multiple streams of income coming into the house to subset some of those trips some of those date nights and other things so it's been more of a mindset shift of just sacrifice mode to let's make some more money so we can do both goals collectively because either way if we went all in one direction we just we wouldn't be here today
0: Mm -mm, we wouldn't um which i mean honestly and again do what works for you and your partner um but we learned that that didn't work for us so, I know, I know couples, I see success in couples who are on their debt-free journey, who sacrifice for a year or sacrifice for most years or, or a season, um, and they were able to get to that journey a lot faster, but we tried it. It wasn't fruitful for us. Um, and especially for my mental health and emotional well-being and just our marriage in general, Um, So I think having that balance is very important. But also looking at, you know, like I always, to a certain extent, though, because I do feel like we would have a lot more freedom and do a lot more of what we want to do whenever we want to do if we just sacrifice for a little bit of time to get there faster.
1: And that's what I be trying to say, because I was going to say to your statement that while we didn't go that route, if we had gone all in, we wouldn't have debt right now so it does go on this this route it prolongs the process yeah
2: yeah but But i'd
1: rather prolong the process and make sure we stay married than lose ourselves in the process and losing
0: our marriage yeah yeah Yeah. for sure so what do you think what was the biggest financial challenge that really i guess you but really we because we won what we faced um since we got married
1: um i think the biggest financial Challenge we faced since we got married was just the fact that my company imploded in the early parts of our marriage and us taking on so much debt um, as a leader in that company and having to pay all that back. It really put a very huge weight on both of our shoulders as a husband and wife. And so paying back those loans, worrying about anything else that came with that company, me going into a depression, over the finances, mm-hmm. gaining a bunch of weight and just stressing and all that. I think it just really impacted the first two, three years, almost half of this, but more than half of this marriage, mm-hmm. um, just because of those decisions, which we were all in on that business. But it taught us a lot. We learned a lot from that situation and we're taking that into new endeavors. But that was as steve Harvey would say that was about lesson it was expensive
0: oh yeah it was and not only just what you just mentioned i also i would have moments where i would max out credit cards just because i was upset about certain things and when i was going to do certain things because of the failure of the business and how it was affecting us and you know i was using that as a coping mechanism but it wasn't right but i used as a coping mechanism because i wasn't happy with the situation And it was a very tough time, and I felt it was a very unfair time. Um, And for me, personally, I know that wasn't the right thing to do, and I wish I had the financial maturity at that time. I would have never made those poor spending choices. Mm -hmm. But even though that was a very tough season in our life, I can say that I'm, I'm proud of you, though, because it showed your resilience and it showed your determination Shoot, both of us for getting through that, and honestly, failure is nothing but a setup for success. So, um, through that lesson and, and that very expensive <laughs> boat <bought> lesson, <laughs> we have learned a lot. Um, we learned
1: we learned a lot about each other. I think yeah. through that season too. Like, even though you you made a lot of decisions you wish you could take back, uh, that was one of mine. Um, and I think. Even though we weren't perfect to each other during that season, because we were both going through a lot emotionally fresh in marriage, dealing with the burden and the weight of that, Mm -hmm. uh, I am proud to say that, you know, I have a rider. Like, I got somebody that really would stick with me through it all. Like, were you perfect during those seasons? No, but nobody is. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I've seen other people go through it financially and their wife or their girlfriend, like, kick them to the curb. Or they looking at them differently or you know Mm -hmm. because there are a lot of societal pressures now on women and on men too but more so on women when you're on social media and you see your friends living a certain type of life or you know going these places and you know you look at your man like well what are we doing (laughs) so I know you dealt with those things but I appreciate you not bringing it directly to my front door you did other things like max out credit cards which also (laughs) aren't great So, Anthony, if you're watching this, you know, talk to Victoria. <laughs> but the point is, is that you know, I'm just really appreciative that you really stuck with me through those times because I just think a lot of women who were would be less relationally mature would have walked out just because they knew they had a good man, but because he was going through a bad season, mm-hmm. they would have let him go. So, I just think I appreciate you and apology for sticking with me through that season.
0: You know, I got you, boo. I got you. Yeah, that was—I um, appreciate that. I do. I, I appreciate hearing that, because I know that, honestly, like you mentioned, that was, like, the first more than half of our marriage. Like, if for those who know us, like, we never had a wedding ceremony. Um, hell, we ain't even had no honeymoon. <laughs> we had no honeymoon. We didn't
1: have a wedding. We didn't have a honeymoon. For those who haven't listened to the bonus episode, I mean, honestly— in the midst of my business failing, we moved to Atlanta off faith. We moved here mm-hmm. with no jobs. Mm-hmm. We moved here with no jobs and nobody and honestly, like, that's how we know we're meant to be together just because God has truly provided at every turn of this relationship. When the yes. when the account was negative and God said go go sell this and we saw that it was the exact amount of money we needed, like mm-hmm. He has truly provided during those really hard times of our journey. So I'm just really thankful for that. But I do wanna ask you. During that tough season, um, how did you or did did that season shape how you looked at me as a leader?
0: Mm. I'm going to say yes and no. It didn't shape my trust in you because, um, again, I was able to see your resilience and determination through that situation. But in the beginning, it did. For a second, it scared me because I saw... Um, a cycle of what I see with women in my family, where they were carrying the load financially, which I was carrying us financially for a moment, and um, I didn't want that for I, I didn't want that for myself, and I didn't want that for my marriage, and the fact that it was literally the first couple months, <laughs> like we get we got hit hard <laughs> those first that first year, but really those first six months, um, with a lot. And I had moments where I could have been more respectful. I had moments where I, I did get disrespectful because of the lack of, um, I don't know, I just feel like I didn't understand that I needed to still be respectful even though I was carrying us in that moment. and But you were still my leader. You were still the man that I chose to submit to. You were my husband, and you deserve to still get that same respect. Yeah. And I apologize for this, but I want to apologize again that I'm sorry that I didn't give you that at that moment in that time. But yeah, it was it was a very it was a learning experience from that standpoint. And I was newly married. I didn't know, um, but it doesn't make it right. Yeah. But It didn't shake my trust in you completely, but it did allow me to do things that I didn't, it allowed me to be a wife that I didn't want to be um, to you during that season, or the wife that you needed in that moment. You needed someone to really like pour into you and lift you up. And I had moments where I was doing that, but I still could have handled that better.
1: Yeah. But I just think a lot of people don't understand because I know there are a lot of entrepreneurs now in my age group and the ones younger than you just with the weight that it comes to birth a business. Mm-hmm. And so even when you're on the precipice of birthing something like we were so close to doing it, but to have partners come in and ruin that, um, just think you're know, some people don't understand. I think you didn't understand during that season like how that can really tear somebody apart because it's like, it's like the closest thing to losing your baby, especially when you like literally pour your life and soul into it, mm. your life savings. Mm. People's money you trust, and your money, your last, yeah. into everything. Like and You know what the energy you put behind it, it just really feels like ripping out your heart and to a certain extent. so It takes a lot out of somebody, a woman or a man, um, when your business fails from that standpoint. But I do think that as a man, and any other man that's going through this right now, you kind of have to pick yourself up as a leader if you're a husband. And I think that's why I failed you as a husband early on in our marriage because I kept reflecting back to those moments where you struggled and me not stepping up to be a leader and reminding you that I'm your husband, that I'm your leader. Like I kind of used respectfully. to respectfully, of course, but obviously I used to like clam up in those situations because I knew what happened and the effect that it had on us. So I was afraid to be the leader because I was like, well, I messed up, so I don't, I don't want to be a leader until I completely fix it. When that's not really how this works. Mm-hmm. And so I had to talk to some people in our accountability group, and they reminded me, like, no, Alex, you're still the leader. Like, yes, some things need to change, but uh, you're the leader in the household. So um, I just think that's something that men and women, from your perspective and mine, that people need to hear. Mm-hmm. I
0: agree. That's good. And it's so necessary.
1: <laughs> because, and the reason that's important is because there are up and down seasons in every relationship and every marriage. Mm-hmm. We'd have been there through it from... When we was in college, when we met each other, up until to now, where you in a real up-up season, I'm in an up-season, you're in a down-season, where we have to carry each other. Mm-hmm. You know, It's a real thing in relationships where you have to just be there for each other when things don't always go right. Yeah,
0: and things, I mean, honestly, that's, you're gonna go through some things. Yeah. If it's real, you know, mm-hmm. you're gonna go through some things. It's gonna be ups and downs. So make sure that that commitment is the person, whoever you commit yourself to, just make sure that it's it's worth going through the journey, the roller coaster, the ride, and ultimately keeping God at the center, because honestly, like I said, and like I say all the time, you cannot fight with worldly views. You can't. You gotta have God at the center of it, so.
1: Because when you're fighting like that, like you said, like your man or your woman, whoever is going through that down season in the business or whatever, like, I needed you to, to beat my rock at that time to help, mm-hmm. you know, like the weight. Sometimes I think there's something you've learned, like that the weight that a man holds in a marriage is heavy. And sometimes he has to take it off and let you say, baby, can you hold this for a second? Yeah. And I think a lot of women thinks when he says, let me hold this, it means hold it forever. It's like, no, I need you to hold it for a second. Let me get myself back together mm-hmm. and then give it back. And I can continue to carry this for until I may need your help again. But you know, I think that's so vitally important. So that's what I'm glad you were able to say, like, you wish you were the woman I needed in that moment, which you were at times, but yeah. like, it's it's a lot. Yeah,
0: yeah. moments, young, learning to figure things out. Of course. We were 25, so <laughs> <laughs> we didn't know ourselves. All right. All right. All right. So yeah, it was a lot that was happening to that. Um, what is the biggest area that you have grown in regarding finances since we got married? Because you claim I'm bad with money. Well, what's the biggest area you have grown in?
1: I think in leadership. I think just taking over the finances, understanding that you know everybody's not going to be good in every aspect of the relationship. And if I know that's your weakness, then I need to be great in it. You know, I need to be somebody who studies that area, who brings new things to the table that can help us. Um, thankfully, with my job, I'm able to get certain perks, like you know, us getting access to a financial advisor who can talk to us and educate us. Because I know sometimes when I bring stuff to you, conversations don't go the same. Then when it's like a third party, and it's like, hey, this is a good idea. So that was a blessing. Thank you, Anthony. So I just think, um, and, and Intertek, but I think um, you know, it's is it's, being a leader and stepping up and presenting new ideas to you because I do think that you know coming from two different worlds and understanding that both of us in certain regards because we're African American um, have some form of a uh, poverty mindset I was putting us or a scarcity mindset so it's kind of unwinding some of those things just because we haven't been exposed to things that some of our counterparts ha- are mm-hmm. or have been um, so I just think leading and um, Exposing you the more, exposing myself the more, so we can create the best legacy for ourselves and for our children. I
0: agree. Um, I, I think, you know, there's always areas of improvement on my end. However, I feel like I have grown as far as in budgeting. I'm like a big, like, spreadsheet data person so i'm the one that like put you know i created those for us (laughs) and organized our things as far as our bills our expenses our debt so you know
1: i will say that you exposed me to excel so you created the initial spreadsheet, right? And then I ran with Excel. I created multiple spreadsheets. I created new formulas. Like, yeah, you knew about Excel, but I think you put the ball on the tee and I hit it out of the park. That's what happened.
0: teamwork, baby teamwork. Now,
1: from your perspective, what I want to see is you use them sheets. You know what I'm saying? I do
0: use them, not
1: use them in that way. But like before you make a decision, look at the budget since you created it.
0: That's what I want you to do. <laughs> Okay, all right. You know what I'm talking about, America? <laughs> I, I will, okay. Mm-hmm. I think I do already, but okay. All I right. I that. Well, let's talk about adjustments. Okay. We had to financially, we had to make financially after we got married. Mm-hmm. So I know one adjustment, for instance, was, you know, creating a joint budget. Yeah. And um, us agreeing that we we're going to have that one joint account, and then we we're going to have our two personal accounts. Um, another adjustment for me personally, um, that I am, I feel like I've recently got on board with is making sure that we are aligned with our financial goals. Mm-hmm. Um.
1: <laughs> Did I say that strong? <laughs> you said that real,
0: <laughs> You said that real, <laughs> So, yeah, I think those are the two. What are some of the adjustments <laughs> that we had to make? Financially, um, after we got married.
1: Oh, um, I think that's the biggest one, really just getting on the same page financially. But that has taken like four, Ooh. maybe five years.
0: Yeah. Oh. No, <laughs> no, I just had moments. I think year three, I got it. I and then I had moments where I would like lapse or something like that. But that was just, you know, I've learned that that was just a healthy way to cope with certain things. But um, you know, thankfully, God has delivered me from that. I love to shop. However, <laughs> nothing's wrong with the having you know wanting to shop. However, I've learned to do it in a way where it's a lot more healthier.
1: So it's that girl mouth, y'all.
0: <laughs> Not the girl mouth. but another thing that I think we have learned, um, as far as for me, is learning to communicate more about money. I think that has really helped us a lot yeah. cuz I know our conversation about money wasn't
1: existent. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was the biggest part. I mean, you didn't you didn't you didn't want to talk about money. You didn't want to align financial goals. <laughs> you just wanted to, as you say on the other episode, swipe it under the rug. And just keep swiping the card. So, yeah so yeah okay i'm sorry it's just it's, <laughs> this is a venting it's a therapy session for me therapy for it's you. therapeutic
0: oh all right then um so um <laughs> how was the transition for you combining our finances when we were used to having separate finances before we got married
1: I don't think it was hard for me. I think the hardest transition at the time was that we moved here jobless. So at that time, it was just my business was failing, so no revenue coming into that pot. You got a job first, or the job you really didn't like. And then it took me, what? Three, four. I didn't get a job till January. I forgot when we moved here. Huh? No,
0: we moved in October, so three months.
1: About three months to get a job. Um, so it was just the biggest part for me was just getting revenue. But once <laughs> once the revenue started coming in, um, which three months is a blessing, y'all. God looked out. Um, but in that case, like it really was just us putting it together and working, working a plan. But I think that's just step one in the process. Putting your money in the same account, but. At the same time, we, we weren't working together on how to distribute that money mm. properly to get out of the situation, and that was more so the problem. But, yeah.
0: <laughs> well, I think for me, um, going from having our separate finances into turning into one,
2: mm-hmm.
0: I think being vulnerable and transparent about some of my financial habits was a little tough for me. Mm-hmm. Um, Because it was, it was like a, you know, they say your spouse is your mirror. Mm -hmm. Um, And seeing, you know, how I can be with some of those habits, you know. And just a reminder, at first I was just like, oh my gosh, you're getting on my nerves. Why are you on my back like this? But realizing I needed that accountability Mm -hmm. and realizing that, that I needed to, work on that. I'm glad that it has brought us closer. <laughs> and I'm glad that we're on the other side of it in a way that we are getting more aligned yeah. with having that same, um, those same goals in mind when it comes to our finances. Yeah.
2: So,
0: so all right, I want to transition this conversation a little bit um, from a more of a modern financial perspective. Okay. So most people that make six figures live paycheck to paycheck. Mm-hmm we make multiple six figures collectively. Do you think that it's important to have multiple streams of income in marriage today?
1: I think multiple streams of income is extremely vital in the modern marriage right now. Um, I think um, that statistic holds true for a lot of people that I know, and it's held true for us at times. Not recently, thankfully, but um, for us it's been, it was was a journey before I got this job. So I just think um, that you have to make some decisions when you get married and having multiple streams of income is vitally important or you can you know get a better paying job like I did working in college had me capped at a certain ceiling so you know learning new skills and transitioning my skill set into a new field helped open up um, a much higher earning potential for me and for our family um, but but obviously with that, you know with my job I got multiple streams of income within the job because I make commissions and stuff like that And we also have businesses and so it creates opportunity for us to be able to attack our debt faster um, put money towards investments and Just build our legacy.
0: Yeah, and then also with the unpredictability of today's economy. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's just so necessary to make sure you have those multiple streams. Um, And then also, like everything that you said, but it also gives us a safety net. And it gives us the freedom to do whatever we want to do in regards to pursuing our passions and whatever other desires and wants that we want to do. And also to give freely, um, which is very important for me and you, so I agree.
1: Yeah, I agree. I just think, you know, Having that multiple stream income does give us that cushion and give us ability to bless other people, um, but just for ourselves personally, just so we're not living check the check because jobs are only going to pay you so much money, and for you to live the life you want to live, if you want to live it comfortably, which as we talked about earlier in this episode, most married people do, because if not, you know, struggling together that ain't going to last long. Ain't <laughs> gonna be married long, so. In order, if you have a partner like mine that wants to live while we get out of this situation, then you are gonna need multiple streams of income. Be real it's with y'all. Being okay. It's the truth. Okay,
0: all right.
1: All I'm saying, but most women are like that though. They they're gonna to want to still enjoy the fruits of their labor and enjoy life. Um, and so, men, we I mean, well, collectively as a team, like we gonna have to put in that work to do that, so we can both be happy. Because men want to make uh, progress toward the goal. Women want to still, we want to enjoy ourselves along the way. <laughs>
0: We want to do both, okay? Yeah, you want both. Balance, baby, balance. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know you mentioned this earlier, but can you elaborate a little bit more about some of the pressures that I put on men to financially provide?
1: Um, I mean, obviously there are societal pressures uh, as a man, like obviously you know. Now you got the, the six-figure earner people out there um, that's required as a, in, in top, on top of being six feet. So, you know, glad we checked both of those boxes. Um, but, but also, you know, just being able to, um, especially having a child, like, and wanting to leave a legacy, um, having a partner, uh, but also want to just enjoy life. Like, I think even though social media has its problems in terms of the pressures it may put on you, it also has provided us with a wealth of information and a lot that we didn't have access to as children and that our parents didn't have access to. So I just think it's putting a lot of other pressures on us as men to utilize that information for our benefit and for our family's benefit. So I don't know, I've just been really focused on leveraging, you know, I'm a researcher, so I'm leveraging the information that I'm getting and testing out new different business ideas and things of that nature so that we can um, create multiple streams of income and take that pressure off of my back so we can just live and enjoy life Uh, but yeah.
0: I love the way you think and I love that you are actively researching and doing what you need to do however I know for me and you we believe in partnership and I feel like both of us contributing and be able to support and provide together. I feel like that has given us um, that safety net that I mentioned or that freedom to do certain things because we're both doing that. Um, And you having to carry that by yourself, like I'm not a man, so I don't understand some of the pressures that you may feel. But I feel like when it comes to financially, if I'm able to, and because I enjoyed also making my own money, I feel like it's necessary in our marriage. um, Well, I don't, I don't, I take it back. I feel
1: like it works for us yeah. in this season. Yeah, I think it works for us in this season. But I think, like, once you had Ace, it opened up my mind more. You know, when I first met you, I was on, I want a partner. Mm-hmm. Because I think just from my past, I've seen people get used from people. They just wanted them for their money or whatever the case is. That kind of developed that psychology in my mind. But I just know for me, once you had Ace, I was like, Okay, this, this, this mindset needs to change a little bit. <laughs> like, I need to make enough, uh, bring enough income and revenue for my family or collectively for my business, whatever the case is, mm-hmm. that you can sit down if you want to sit down. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't like the fact that I had to ask another grown man, can I take off work to be with my wife while she has my son? Mm-hmm. I didn't like the fact that you had to ask another grown man or woman, can you take off to birth our child? I don't like I don't like the fact that we have to ask other grown people. Can we take a vacation to grow and develop our marriage or be with our family? Yeah. So at a certain point, you know, we all answer to somebody. Uh, even if you work for yourself, you, you, you're you employed by your clients or from your audience if you're a creator like you. But, um, you know, having that autonomy and freedom, I think, is important and something that I really learned. And that's a pressure of mine on my my head now, because I talked to some other husbands, and they agree. Like, you want to be able to to put up your wife, as they say. Like, you can just stay at home. If you want to work, that's fine. But give them the option, and I think options are key.
0: Yeah, no major key, major key. (laughs) (laughs) That's why we got to work together on these goals. Yeah, (laughs) that's why I was like in this season. Which honestly, I don't mind working. You know, I'm a hard worker, but. it has to be something that I truly enjoy doing. Um, And so I don't, like I said, especially like, you know, I want to be able to be a very, we both desire to be very present parents, um, but it takes a little bit more out of me as a mom and and just being a keeper of our home. So it is just certain things that I have to prioritize a little bit more. However, if I want to work, it needs to be something that I truly enjoy doing. So, Yeah. yeah.
1: And I just think the last thing I say about the pressure thing is that me and my buddy Cam Rice talk about this. I'm not going to say what you said, so I don't put you out there. But um, we talk about the fact that the pressure's on a man. A man can't turn that off. Mm-hmm. And that's just the difference between being a husband and a wife. You know, certain pressures and expectations that women have in marriage, You can I don't feel good today, so I can't do that. Mm-hmm. But from a man's perspective, it don't matter if you don't feel good. <laughs> yeah. You know, everything that the man's do has still has to be provided for. Thankfully, we're partners so we work together on that. that. Um, but for the most part, that's the gripe or that's the pressure that a man really deal with is the fact that, you know, if if a man does take on all of that onus of mm-hmm. paying the bills and doing all this, that and the third, like mm-hmm. you can't turn that off, but it <laughs> ain't no off days. <updates>. Yeah. <laughs> and so I think that weighing on a man's mind is really heavy.
0: That's a lot of pressure. I mean, when I was a single woman, paying everything. <laughs> oh my God. That was a lot of pressure. <laughs> to oh. taking care of myself, you know?
2: <laughs>
0: oh, so, to my single girlies out there, girl, whew, that was a lot of pressure. And I'm sure you had your days where you be like, Jesus. Help me. (laughs) Send my (laughs) mates. So I know we talked about um, that we're on a journey of becoming debt free. Mm -hmm. And I know for me, being debt free is important to me because I want to have peace of mind, just want to have that financial freedom, and just want to enjoy life without constraint and worrying about debt hanging over us. but for you what does that mean for you as far as being debt free
1: you know, I think for you? I think debt freedom is important for me to be able to to pass down a different legacy to our child and so that we can also um enjoy life in a different way than our parents and grandparents were able to um as black people I think a lot of us grow up in a situation where like I said before like we get we're given poverty mindset we're given scarcity mindset just due to like the lack of information that we do have access to now so that's no longer an excuse (coughs) um it's not hidden in the book anymore it's on the internet you just need to look it up the legacy is just important because i want to enjoy life like you said a life with options what i call an infinite life like i want to live a life that i enjoy here on like on earth um, and i leave an impact for other people you know it's bigger than just you and me like the decisions that we make today so i just think having financial freedom and being debt free will allow us to, to bless other people. And by bless people, that doesn't mean just blessing a homeless person, that means blessings the generations to come by setting them up. Because I don't want our son to have to make certain decisions that we had to make because our parents weren't able to set us up properly. Which is not their fault because the world's not set up the same way that it is today. Yeah. So, so
0: you mentioned financial legacy. What is it, what does that look like for you and what do you want to pass down to our son? Um, and our future
1: kids I want to pass down assets but more than that just the the knowledge the financial knowledge that I think we didn't have you know they don't they don't teach taxes in school they don't teach a lot of financial literacy in school so I want to be able to pass down the information so he can just act in wisdom through our life um, you know, I always joke that I shouldn't have paid for college because if I would have known mm-hmm. the financial impact that high school was going to have on us today, <laughs> like mm-hmm. of us paying the, the ignorance tax today in the form of student loans, that I would have just, I would have made sure I got all A's in high school. <laughs> I would have told my mom to take me out of modern classes and put me in the regular classes because I know I would have got all A's mm-hmm. because then it would have made sure that, you know, I wouldn't have had this debt. I, yeah, I would have got free school so yeah. and wouldn't be dealing with the scholarships and wouldn't be dealing with the debt now. So, you know, that's, that's, important. that's important.
0: Yeah. I know for me, I want our son to understand the value of money. Mm-hmm. I want him to know the importance of saving. I want him to experience joy of giving. Giving, yeah. Um, and I want him to understand financial literacy early on. Early on. Like, I don't want him to get it in his late
1: 20s
0: (laughs) or his mid-20s, late 20s. Like, I want him to know that early on.
1: But I think what's important from that, and that's why I keep trying to break away from scarcity and the other financial aspects, is because when you're living in scarcity, you can't teach financial (laughs) financial independence. You can't teach financial principles when you're not living it. And so I think that's why it's so important and we'll be coming back and talking about our journey of when we're paying paying off certain things um but I think that's why that's important for us to do that. It's not just for us to live great here, but for him so he can see an example of that in his life of people that took hold of their finances and we can pass down those lessons so the things that we've learned earlier in our marriage of what to do and what not to do, like you talked about earlier, like so he can know don't do that. <laughs> And if you see things like that, in your partner like tell them. Look, my dad went through that. We don't need to do that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So um, that's that's important. I would say the biggest thing that I wish it wouldn't pass down to me was the lack of financial education. Uh, I think just like sex, I think money was taught in such the wrong way. There wasn't enough information around it. Um, I think it, like when Ace gets old, I'm going to tell him the benefits of marital sex and why you should wait till you marriage. not don't have sex. Yeah. And I think my mama, unfortunately, because she didn't have the information, she taught me the same thing about money, like don't get credit cards, they're the devil. Not like yeah. these are the benefits of credit cards, these are when to use them, and this is why you really should stay away. So I'm going to let you make the decision for yourself. It was more of so a scare tactic than mm-hmm. anything else. Yeah. Um, so I just wish we had and I had more financial education just around all aspects of money um, because I would have been more prepared to go off into the world. Because once I finally did get a credit card, I was like, well, it's like sex. Like, well, she said, don't get it, so I'm swipe it anyway. And <laughs> there, wasn't, there wasn't any financial discipline taught to me of, like, if you were to get it, you need to make sure you have a plan to pay it off and make sure you pay it off before the balance date or whatever the case is. All those financial disciplines, um, they just weren't taught to me.
0: I know that we've been through some financial challenges, um, especially with us getting married young and not having the best financial setup, the financial discipline, the financial maturity Mm -hmm. at the age that we got married at, um, and just other different things from not knowing our own identities and things like that. Would you advise somebody to get married young Um, after experiencing what we experienced?
1: I think that's a tough thing to answer, Um, I think you have to gauge the maturity of your partner Mm -hmm. before you make that decision. And also just the maturity of yourself because growing up, we were advised too about that too before we got married, that growing up together would be tough um, financially. Um, So I think you just gotta gauge the maturity of your partner. I know a lot of men struggle with this because they feel like they have to have it all together before they find their partner. Mm -hmm. Uh, but then you have to deal with a set of other problems, like finding somebody who you truly loves you because they might not love you, they might just love you for your money. But, you know, um, I would, I would think, cause I think it is beneficial to build something with somebody to grow up together. Um, I think we're seeing the benefits and the fruits of that now, but I will say you just gotta know, like you said earlier, that you're going to be in for some ups and downs cause life's going to throw it at you. So, um... I would say do it, but you just got to make sure you and your partner know y'all in for a ride.
0: Honestly, I feel like when you make a decision to get married, whether you're young or old, it just varies from person to person. Um, Now, us getting married young has worked for us. However, if you are considering getting married at a young age, it's some things, it's some positive things. You get to grow up together. You get to face life challenges together. However, you also have to be willing to make sure that you're gonna go through different financial struggles or you're gonna go through finding your personal identities. There's just so many other different things that you're also carrying with that. Um, but again, I just think is, I feel like the key to it is making sure that y'all are on the same page, same, share the same values, um, and, and making sure that you all have the actual maturity to be able to go through those life challenges while you're committing to one another. So honestly, I think it varies from person to person. However, it worked for us. It's working for us. Um, And I'm just thankful that I have my life partner with me today. I, I got I, you know you, you just came for me today with these finances. Well, to be honest, <laughs> and just read me for the field, But it's it's you know it's something that I already knew. So it is what it is. It's fine. My feelings not hurt. But I'm mm-hmm. glad that you was able to have some you know a therapeutic session today at the table. What is one thing that you're leaving at it in the table today? I know for me, I know for me, it's poor spending choices. That is what I'm leaving at the table today.
1: What I'm going to leave at the dinner table is the lack of knowledge about money because I don't want to pass that down to the next generation. Mm -hmm. I want to make sure that they're educated about finances and money so that they're prepared to attack life the right way and be prepared to, to live it to its fullest by understanding money, how to use it, and how to make it work for them.
0: I love it and you tied in my next question as far as your key takeaway from this conversation and I think it has a lot to do with just following just passing that knowledge on um to the next generation so that's wonderful. Well, thank you so much, baby. This has been a very insightful conversation, even though you read me for the field when the comes of finances, but that's okay. It's all right. It'll be all right. And thank you to you all for watching this episode of Culinary Conversations. Be sure to check out the recipe tutorial for this watermelon juice that will be in the show notes. And until next time, bye.